guys what is up uh back to doing our normal episode format i have a new mug that my wife made me it has the bro here's the thing logo on it but it also has something else a sasquatch why because i'm a conspiracy theorist and at this point sasquatch might as well be real as well right Let's be serious. Please like and share this video if you are watching it live. That would very much help me out. Please go subscribe to me on Rumble. I'm Devin Davis on Rumble. Subscribe to me on Instagram at Bro Here's the Thing and Twitter at Devastator48. Hello, Josiah. Thank you for commenting. I appreciate it. It's funny, I got home today, and uh, <clears throat> I thought, I don't know what I'm going to cover here. Um, I haven't really been paying attention because I was just doing work on other stuff for so long. And I'd, you know, seen some, you know, troubling updates, some positive things, trying to track them all down, and then more things just kept showing up as I was looking and wow, there's been a lot of stuff happening in the last week. And so I'm going to try to refer to the jab a la Jeff Durbin style and call them cookies. So we're going to talk about a lot of cookies today so that we don't get taken off of YouTube, right? So have you guys seen this article? Going through the JCCF. Um, and of course, it's not at the top of the article. It says, you know, that illness that everybody's been hearing about for the last while sweeps through New Market Men's Hockey League. So, this is from Wednesday, October 27th. So, from yesterday. They were spirited and eager as they gathered at the New Market Hockey Rink, a league of older men, all double-cookied and keen to finally get back to a sport they'd put on ice since the start of the pandemic. Now they're recovering from that illness that you know what I'm talking about it is. One of their teammates dead, wondering if this tragedy could have been averted. Really terrible that someone just died. We don't wish death upon anybody. It's just strange, mused Brian Dunn of Thornhill. Fifteen guys who played separate nights, different change rooms, days apart, one tragic death. We vacillate between absolutely angry and sad. I lost my best friend. P.O.'d, he said. Dunn knows for certain only what happened to him when he returned to play with the Midas 3-on-3 League September 30th. I actually think it's really funny that the um, older men's league is called Midas. Because, um, you know, everything they touch turns to gold, I guess. Or they're made of gold or, you know, I don't know. It's just funny. I love the senior league names, right? Or the 50-plus. Anyway, guys, someone died. Because there was an outbreak at a hockey rink. Now, in Ontario, I believe, just like in Alberta, no one's allowed to play hockey. No one's allowed to go into the rinks unless they're double-cookied. And these guys were all double-cookied, and they still had a death and 15 cases. Now, 
That sounds pretty contagious to me. Does that sound contagious to you? Um, I mean, yes, I am correct about Ontario. Thank you. So you must be cookied to play hockey. The over 50 league plays Mondays and Thursdays at the stellar drive rink. Four teams, eight players each play two games each evening on one of the two modified ice pads. The league had just resumed play September 27th after the pandemic shut things down in March 2020. Dunn did not play that first day, but he was on the ice Thursday, as was his buddy Gary Weston of Oro Madante. Mm. who sat beside him in the dressing room. It was a chance to get back to normal, and it felt that way until Sunday when the sore throat and headaches began. On Tuesday, Dunn said Weston tested positive for COVID-19, and on Wednesday his own results came back positive. Turns out some of the other players had also been feeling ill, and several who'd played on the Monday night were sick too. Craig Adlam, one of the league organizer, uh, organizers, said news of the C-19 outbreak began trickling in from players who had been on the ice September 27th, 30th, and October 4th. I suggested we pull the plug on this before it goes any further, he said. Play shut down for two weeks. York Region Health... Sorry. York Region Public Health Spokesperson Patrick Casey confirmed an outbreak was declared October 8th with 15 cases to date, 13 residents in York Region and two from Simcoe. At least 10 of the guys were basically bedridden for most of the time. 10! 10 of them were bedridden, Adlam said. It wasn't just like sniffles or anything like that. Okay. So... Let's get this straight. All 15 of these men are double cookied and you want me and and, and 15 and 10 of them are bedridden? 10 of them were bedridden. Double cookied in bed. So let's clarify. You can still get sick you can still transmit you are still contagious you can still be bedridden you can still die how is that being immunized against c19 ask yourselves if you are not on the same page as the other people watching this stream ask yourself Why are they making you take this shot? If if your chances of being bedridden are still this good, why are you taking it? Why are you taking a booster cookie? Why are you going to take your second booster cookie? Ask yourself, what's happening here? Wake up. It's time. Wake up. This article... If it wasn't so sad, it would be hilarious. If someone hadn't have died, it'd be a joke. <sighs> okay. In some cases, players tested negative and later positive. Yeah, why? Because the tests suck? There's nothing new here. We know the tests don't work, and they either come back negative or positive falsely. We know those things. Some spouses also caught the virus. In other cases, entire families became ill. Yeah, just like when you take home any other contagious illness. For the last two years, we've been hearing this kind of rhetoric. 
Because many of the men play with multiple groups, three more new market Aurora leagues that play elsewhere in York region shut down as the virus spread. The five-on-five leagues over 35, over 50, and over 60s, Adlam said. So here's what's happening to people. They go, oh, well, I'm double cookied. I, if I'm a little sick, it's just sniffles. It isn't C-19. It's just sniffles. That's what they keep saying. That's what I hear at work. That's what I hear all the time. Oh, well, I'm not. It wouldn't be that because I'm cookied. You're not. You are not immunized against anything. Get it together. The cookie is a scam. You've taken the cookie. You're going to take 17 cookies. You're going to be 17 cookies deep. And you're still going to be getting sick because there's going to be variant number 47 hitting you. When you're with Cookie 17, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't. (laughs) And that's what happened. These guys probably started not feeling that great, and they went, well, I've got the cookie. I don't need to go. That's what happened, right? Isn't it? Okay. People are getting a false... Yeah, here... Wow. This article deals with it right here. People are getting a false impression. I'm double cookied. Nothing can happen to me. And as we can see in our league, 30% got infected. And unfortunately, Gary took the brunt of it. What is the point of taking it then? If it does not protect you and immunize you, and you can still get it and die, why are you taking it? Why do you keep taking it? Ask yourself. Ask yourself what's happening here. Look around you. Look around. If the healthcare system was in danger of being overburdened, they wouldn't be getting rid of thousands of staff, would they? No, they wouldn't. In the province you're in, they're getting rid of thousands of staff. I imagine. Most of the guys got through their symptoms without any lingering effects. Which is what you hope for with the cookie. That's what happens when you don't have it. When you don't have it, it has a 99.7% survival rate. So whether you have the cookie or not, you will get over your symptoms without any lingering effects. That's what happens either way. But with Gary, it was unbelievable. It went sideways for him very quickly. Yeah, probably because they didn't treat it with anything. Oh, my goodness. Check this out. Oh, this gets worse and worse. On October 20th, his daughter Krista posted on Facebook, Gary had a severe stroke while fighting the pneumonia caused by the sea. As a family, and in respect of his wishes... He will be removed from life support. So, he had a stroke. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Maybe someone can look it up for me. Because I'll probably forget. Because I'm a goldfish. In a little bowl. But, is stroke like super common with, uh, with pneumonia? It's like, they're like a thing about pneumonia caused strokes. I've never heard of that in my life. I could just be dumb or uneducated. I don't know. But, uh, you know, what is a symptom of, you know, you know, it does cause strokes, right? The cookies, the cookies cause strokes. He had a stroke after he got double cookied. I'm not surprised. Is anyone in, is anyone in this stream surprised? No, we're not. What happened to the field hospitals? <laughs> um, Laura, backtracking here, she says, I don't think anyone's going to eat 17 cookies and live. You've clearly never seen me eat a box of cookies. Because that's what we're talking about, cookies. P- mainly Oreos, actually. So That's all. Nothing to see here, YouTube. We're just sitting around having a live stream about eating cookies and dying from strokes. Nothing to see here. I promise. Just move along. Move along. There's nothing to see here. Okay. 
What did happen to the field hospitals? Oh, there's no staff to man them. And in Alberta, we had field hospitals that were completely empty. I remember that. I remember completely empty, unused hospitals. I remember the Butter Dome being used as an overflow, and it was never, ever used. So they took it down, and now all of a sudden, oh, don't get me on a tangent. Whatever. Now all of a sudden, we're overrun, I guess. <sighs> There's no beds. There's no beds. Well, just turn the Butter Dome back into a nurse, uh, into a into a field hospital. Oh yeah, it's a staffing issue, right? Okay. And I am not trying to be heartless to the to the family. I want to reiterate that as much as possible. This is not to mock this man. I am not mad at this man. Everybody out there, there's an army of people that are just trying to do the right thing. And they don't know. They don't know. They've been lied to. They're not going to look into things for themselves. And I'm not trying to hate on them. I feel terrible for this family. Because it's really sad that this family probably probably doesn't know what happened to their dad, to their husband, to their son? They probably think C-19 related stroke pneumonia. Because that's what that's what their doctor told me. Reminds me of this time I saw this guy on Facebook. And he just said, my doctor told me I should get the shot. And so I did. Because I listened to my doctor. Because he's a professional. Get out of here. Like, oh, sorry. But like, how... <laughs> Uh, has a doctor ever been wrong before ever? What about a doctor that's being paid to be wrong? Is that a possibility? Has that ever happened? Is there any evidence of that ever happening? Of course. All right, let's move on with the article. I'm sorry, guys. A lot of us are confused. Rick said we're filled with all kinds of emotions. <sighs> sorry. That was a yawn, including anger. Grisdale has known Weston for 40 years and played on the same team for 20. Horrible. This man was a leader. He knew people everywhere. People respected him. What a pillar this guy was in life and in sports. A really smart gentleman. Why has there not been a word about this in the broader community? The ring stayed open. What's going on? Gary's gone and we don't want this thing to slide under the table. Bam. They have to slide it under the table, Rick. They have to. Because your friend died of a stroke after he was double cookied while he was really sick after testing positive for C-19. That's why they're not hearing about it. That's why you have to go hunt for this story. Because they don't want you to know that this really happened. Um, uh, Grisdale and many of the players have questions. Was the rink cleaned adequately aired out between play? Were enough people notified in time? We don't know. Anyway, guys, I'm going to move on, man. You know, they're trying to turn it into other stuff. You get it. There was an outbreak among fully cookied people and one man died and 15 got sick. And they openly admit in this article if you are cookied, you should still be careful because C-19 is everywhere. That's what they're saying. So, awesome. Oh, my goodness. Laura, I would look. Josiah, just do me a favor and uh, look up Jeff Derman's sermon on mandatory cookies. Um, I didn't actually listen to it yet, but the point is, is that cookies means, you know, the, the, the pokey, that's what it means. So we're just saying that because every time I talk about cookies too much, my video gets taken down. I only got two strikes left. So Laura is saying there are advertisements saying that kids get stroke too. Um, that is not good. I hope that that's not true. I hope that those advertisements are not true. Uh, or that they don't exist. I believe you, Laura. I'm just, I, I haven't seen that myself. I did see the blood. I did a, 
I did an episode and I covered the blood clot medication. I remember that, but I don't know about that part. All right. Well, let's keep chugging on here. I'm going to switch topics here. So again, like I say, there were so many things to cover. You guys probably heard about the CNRL, um, the CNRL, uh, lawsuit. Hey, Phoebe, how's it going? We've got some people showing. Oh no, Siri. Siri thinks I said, hey, to it, and it turned on. I don't really like that. not going to lie to you. Anyway, Western Standard article from a few days ago covering the lawsuit from CNRL. And let this be a message to all employers. We are going to stand our ground. We are going to defend ourselves. And remember, guys, the fight right now is the freedom to disclose medical information. No one is allowed to ask you if you have the cookies. They can't. It's against Canadian law to force someone to disclose their medical status. So, moving on. Let's check it out. So, you can see that's James Kitchen. He represented James Coates in the Grace Life stuff. He no longer anymore because he's no longer with the he's no longer with the uh, JCCF. But check this out, CNRL. That's the Canadian Railway something something. The acronym I don't know, but it's the railroad. It's the Canadian Railroad. CNRL silent on employee demands to stop forced cookies. Kitchen said he has no plans to litigate immediately, but will instead wait to see what the company does and sue whenever someone loses their job. That sounds awesome. I really hope people and businesses start getting sued every time someone loses their job or they're put on leave of absence or something. That would be awesome. If you got sued every time you put someone on leave of absence. So. (sighs) Energy giant CNRL is refusing to deal with a lawyer who has filed notice on behalf of 1100 staff that he will sue if they continue with their forced cookie policy. Calgary lawyer James Kitchen sent CEO Tim McKay, 147-page letter on behalf of the staff on why such a program would be dangerous. 147 pages. Well, I mean, maybe uh, they haven't gotten back to him yet because it's uh, 147 pages. (laughs) I would love to send my employer a 147-page explanation as to why a vaccine mandate is garbage. In his letter, Kitchen asked for a reply from McKay by October 26th, but by late this afternoon, he hadn't heard a thing. Let's see. Um, Oh, this is from October 26th. So, uh, yeah. Kitchen said he's given them the benefit of the doubt. They're probably hoping we go away. And again, he has no plans to mitigate immediately, or sorry, litigate immediately, but will instead wait to see what the company does and sue when someone loses their job. When the Western Standard published the story last October 14th, Kitchen said he was flooded with new clients. Go figure. Uh, There are more and more mandates coming out for different companies because companies think they Because companies think they can get away with it. Uh, Many people told me they weren't even aware of the policy until the Western Standard story. Wow. I was surprised how many people came out of the woodwork. It added hundreds to our client list, he said. In his letter to McKay, Kitchen wrote, It is to request that CNRL rescind its... uh, C-19 cookie mandate and instead negotiate a mutually agreeable solution with my clients that does not involve the misery 
to both CNRL management and the CNRL workforce and a continued mandate will inevitably be inevitably resulted. Kitchen writes in the letter obtained by the Western Standard. My clients are not litigious. They're severely, I love this line, they're severely normal people who want to quietly live their lives, work hard at their jobs, enjoy the fruits of their labor in a free society, and have their employers and governments respect their health choices and bodily autonomy. They have no ideological axe to grind with CNRL or political point to prove in court. They just want to go back to work and do their jobs. Kitchen said his clients would prefer to negotiate a settlement with the company, and but they are prepared to go to court. It is tri- it is trite law that unilaterally. Oh, here's this is awesome. Employers, big employers. Any employers, little employers, everybody, keep this in mind. It is trite law that unilaterally altering an employment contract to add as a condition of continued employment that an employee receive an unnecessary and potentially harmful medical intervention is a breach of contract and if enforced through termination, constitutes wrongful dismissal kitchen claims i would hope that if it is enforced through leave of absence without pay that that would also be the same thing dignity self-respect and common decency requires that my clients draw a line before they find their bodies and their rights wholly owned by government and their employers amen kitchen said his clients are refusing the the oop the cookies, for numerous reasons, including they're dangerous and ineffective. Natural immunity is growing and freedom of choice on what to put in your own body. First, it's apparent to my clients that CNRL may not have reviewed enough scientific and medical literature prior to implementing its COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Rights Kitchen. Given how many CNRL employees will receive the cookie the uh the c19 cookies against their will only to keep their jobs and the percentage of how many recipients of the cookies incur serious injuries it is likely that cnrl will face tort claims from employees harmed by the c19 cookies certainly much more likely than the remote possibility that cnrl will face claims from someone harmed by c19 itself exactly so, you know, there's only a little bit more of this article left, but guys, uh, I mean, you can see what's going on there. You can, you can hear it. Um, <laughs> cookie. Um, guys, my numbers have dwindled down to nothing but I don't believe the numbers on my little chart because well it uh, the total views are still really high so it's really interesting that it only says nine people are watching right now total just like the other day but yet the numbers just keep staying high that is a weird thing everything's a conspiracy for me um so we've done the cnrl one we've done the covid19 hockey thing so i you know what i want to cover this one thing because this is weird and you know maybe there's some sort of shift happening not one that is fueled by morals or repentance but there is a shift happening Have you seen what happened with Aaron O'Toole from the National Post? Aaron O'Toole said that the Tories will respect respect the decision on cookie mandate for MPs. O'Toole now says it infringes on their rights. If that is exactly what he said, then Aaron O'Toole is correct. And it would be a good thing that he went back on this. 
In an interview Wednesday, O'Toole said he will respect the decision to require that MPs be fully vaccinated if they want to sit in the House of Commons in person. After first saying that he will respect the House of Commons internal management committee ruling that MPs need need to be fully cookied to enter Parliament on Wednesday, Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole now insists that the decision infringes on members' rights. And so he pays a whole bunch of respect and lip service to the Board of Internal Economy. Um, They have the jurisdiction to manage the parliamentary precinct. And uh, they said, uh, oh, I'm sorry, and Aaron O'Toole said, we do not accept that the BOIE has the jurisdiction to infringe on members' right to take their seat in the House of Commons. O'Toole spokesperson Matthew Clancy said in a statement Friday. Sorry, that was Matthew Clancy talking. He is right. Now, I don't know why Aaron O'Toole is shifting on this. Um, Maybe because even though they got more votes than the Liberals, uh, a million votes almost went to the PPC party. And so maybe Aaron O'Toole, in trying to get back some of those votes next time, is going to slowly start shifting to a less pro-mandate stance. Now, don't believe him at all. He would only be doing that to get your vote, and then he would hammer you later. Um, So don't trust anything he has to say, and never go back to the Conservative Party unless they have a massive policy shakeup. Never go back to them. I don't know why I'm yawning so much. But anyway, because I will never be going back to the Conservative Party. That's not happening for me. Ever. So, I think that that is a really interesting thing that happened with Aaron O'Toole. And we could... um, we could cover the whole thing, but I really don't want to, honestly. It's it's a pretty boring article. It's just it's just that Aaron O'Toole is uh, not awesome. Yes. Um, Phoebe says, This guy is so wishy-washy, you cannot believe anything he says. No. Charlene, in the comments, says, I... Just caved and I got the jab to uh, keep my job. Now, listen, you are always welcome to comment on this live stream. I am not going to hold your choice against you. I am worried about what's going to happen to you as I am with everyone else who took it. I am scared for your physical health. Um, and and here's the thing, guys. They keep going after us. They keep making more of us cave. So what's going to happen if we keep caving? We can't keep caving. Your job needs to be on the line. It does. It really does. And I, I, I'm not, I can't make those decisions for you. I don't. I don't know what you're feeling. I know it's hard. If it was easy, everyone would have stood up to it who wanted to. Most people don't have it. Most people I know. Sorry. Yeah, most people I know that got it don't want it. And a lot of men I know were pressured by their wives. Used like, you don't love us. You know. You don't love your family. You're selfish. You don't care about your family. How can you keep doing this? You got to do this to protect your family. I am so thankful for my wife that she would never do that to me. We are ready to go homeless. We are ready to go completely broke. Sell all my cool collectible Bibles over here. You know what? I got to close this thing. All right. I've got all my collectibles here that I love, but they're just things. I'm ready. 
I'm ready to lose it all. Phoebe says that she's praying for you and praying that God will take care of you and your body. You know, I shouldn't, I don't want to say this and I, it might ruffle some feathers from, from the other people, but like, look, if you can take this shot in good conscience and you want to trust God that he's going to protect you, you're free to do so. But for me, I'm convinced that this is a spiritual battle that we cannot give in on, that we cannot cave to, that we cannot bow to the pressure. This is not the mark of the beast by any means, but it is similar. It is stopping you from being able to buy and sell. Um, You see the satanic world system loves loves to force you to do things but to make you make that choice everything everything you're seeing now is put forward as you have a choice to make choose your job choose your family whatever or choose not to get cookied that's it and they present it like there's these two choices for you to take see we're giving you the choice you either take it or you lose your job that's it now i remember when rape or sexual assault uh, could be determined even if you said if it was Look, you have a choice to make. You can either sleep with your boss or you can quit. That's it. You either quit or sleep with your boss. Is that, are those two real choices? Is that fair? No, it's not. It's not a tough choice that I have to make. A tough choice that I have to make. No, you have made the choice for me. You have decided to play God and tell me what I need to inject into myself to keep my job. How dare you? If if you are an employer and you are watching this, how dare you? Shame on you. What are you thinking? How can you do this to people? How? Honestly, how can you do this to people? How do you sleep at night? How do you sleep at night telling people that the choice is theirs? That's disgusting. And you know it's evil, but you do it anyway because you're probably scared to lose your job too and you could and you'd have nothing to go to after you lost your job. Is that what's happening? Is it because you're too pathetic to look for a job elsewhere? You can't stand your ground and do the right thing. Sad. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. Now. So Bill in the comments is, is, uh, is, is making a good point. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he's basically saying like God, you know, Christian saying, Oh, don't worry. God will protect you is nonsense. It absolutely is. I want to make a distinguishment between people saying, hey, just pray for protection. Go get your shot. Do that. Blah, blah, blah. What what, uh, what I think is happening in the circles I'm in where I know people are caving to it are we're saying like, hey, man, I think what you did is not good, but I'm praying that nothing bad happens to you. I'm praying... I'm praying that it doesn't affect you the way that I think it's going to affect a lot of people. I pray that you don't have any of those long-term side effects. I pray that you would make it and you'd be okay and you'd live a normal life. You know, I think that that's different, right? I think we can agree on that. And so guys, um, Ruth, oh yeah, okay, no, this is a good point, let's see here, 
Admittedly, I'm tired. <laughs> but number one, if people had not caved even to the mask, they would not be coming after the children. I agree. Number two, does one's job mean more than injecting fetal materials into one's body? God, te- uh, one's body, uh, the temple of God. Yeah, where the Holy Spirit dwells, your body is a temple. And yes, they all came about on the backs of aborted baby cells and the almighty dollar. Sounds N-A-R-ly to me. <laughs> I know what you're doing there. I want I want to make sure that we are loving to people. I want to make sure that that we are loving to people that are caving to this. You can see from our friend in the comments that she is not happy with herself. Um, and I'm going to pray for her. Like her name's Charlene. Let's, let's pray for her. We don't want, I am not going to ostracize people. I am not scared about your spike proteins coming off you. Yes. I believe it's a real thing, but I'm not going to show partiality to vaccinated people. I'm not going to do it. Yes, I said the word. I messed up. But I'm not going to show partiality to them. I'm going to treat them exactly the same. And I'm sorry that you felt pressured to cave. I'm losing my job. That's what I'm doing. I refuse to disclose my status. Officially to my employer i'm not doing it i don't know if someone's watching this from my company who has the power over that but thank you for giving me a few months to get everything in order before i have to walk out i already cleaned off my desk and other people at my work have already cleaned out their desks to make a point No one noticed mine because we don't even sit at our desks. But the other guy, they noticed him. So. Yeah, no. uh, Ruth. Ruth says, I'm not NAR by any means. I just wish there were more Joshua's games. I I don't think that anyone was accusing you of that. Um, I, I don't think that's what anyone was accusing you of. I think they're talking about the argument that Bill is specifically putting forward. I want to make sure that I'm, uh, that we're being loving and stuff. So, uh, I'm getting asked, like, are they actually firing you? What's your plan? I will be uh, apparently being put on a leave of absence without pay. In a few months, and uh, I don't know. Um, I'm already getting people saying, "Hey, I can get your job doing this. I can get your job doing that." It's gonna suck. It's. I'll make about half of what I make right now, and I don't really know how to live off that. Honestly, I don't really know what we're gonna do. Uh, but. I was talking to one of my dear friends. Actually, you guys know him. I was talking to my friend Cliff and you know, I was, I'm resolved. I'm resolved in what I'm about to do about what, about what's to happen to me. Um, I'm accepting it, but it's been difficult. And what gave me great clarity of mind is this, you know, someone has, you know, some believers have even tries to use these verses on people that if you fail to provide for your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. And it's like, I am not refusing to provide for my family. They are taking my job away from me. And, f- or f- as an alternative, forcing me to inject something into my body that I cannot give informed consent to and do not believe is for my best interests. That is not that. And so what Cliff told me and it stuck with me and really helped me is it is not your job to provide for your family at all costs. 
it is your job to follow God in righteousness and doing the right thing at all costs. And then God, and then you have faith that God will provide for you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not know if they would be consumed by fire, but they still did not kneel to the statue, and they were thrown into the fiery furnace, knowing that, yes, their God could save them, but he didn't have to, and they were still resolved to do the right thing, but they had faith that God had a plan and would look after them but they still didn't know how what that was going to look like. The Lord provides. So Laura says, it's weird. I make a quarter of what I used to, but yet I've, I still have clothes, food, a home. The car biz was hit super hard by all this. Okay. Okay. So you sell cars. That is an interesting... I would love to talk to a car salesman about how they do it ethically as a Christian. Uh, uh, I have a car salesman at church, and it, it, we're always, like, awesome guy. I'm always just like, it's... You know, how do you not be one of those car salesmen that everybody talks about, you know? Um, but yeah, God... God will provide for me. That is my plan. Do you want to know what my plan is? Yeah, good call. God is going to provide for me. That is my plan. I'm going to do the right thing. And the right thing is to not take this shot. And also not disclose whether I've even had it or not. Because you can't ask me for my medical information. And it doesn't matter if I'm saying I'm not even going to take it here. No one even really knows if I've taken it or not. I mean, we could pretty much figure it out. But the point is, is that I don't have to disclose my medical information to my employer. End of discussion. Thank you, Bill. Bill says, Devin, you're doing the right thing. My friend Brandon says that he was fired September 27th and uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna say the last part but he says we've been making the same amount tax free <laughs> you know what are you supposed to do what are you supposed to do in these situations just take it just sit there and take it no you have to go provide for your family but you got to do the right thing first and God is gonna provide for you and people are praying for me that God will open an even better opportunity for me. Thank you. <sighs> yeah, you're hilarious. And it has been put on my heart to offer $300 cash to you for your vintage motorcycle to help you pay your bills. 500 <laughs> uh, 500 bucks, Brandon. Yeah, we're now just having a personal discussion on here. So, guys, I'm at the 48-minute mark. I have been reading Psalms a lot lately, and I want to make sure... Three seventy-five, he says. I don't know, man. Getting out of the garage would be pretty nice. It even has the little rubber cover for the uh, emergency kickstand. Still, it's uh, it's in pretty good shape. Uh, it has a tape deck, so look out, ladies. <laughs> oh, but okay, guys. Um, someone says a job is a job. Yeah, no, so my company has made it very, very hard for people to leave because for people that just have a grade 12 education, it's one of the highest paying jobs in the city. You go home every night. We get paid double time. It is luxurious. It is 
luxurious. Um, may I will disclose how much I make maybe after I lose my job. I don't know why why talk about it, but it's a lot. It's probably more. It's probably more than you would even think is possible. Honestly. Um. So, like I said, I've been going over the Psalms a lot lately. And looking at them and reading them and um, reading them in the LSB, which says Yahweh in it. And um, I, I love it. I love that it says Yahweh, not Lord, in cap locks. And um, there's just little things like, in uh in the in the NASB often it will say vindicate me o lord and the LSB always says give me justice o yahweh i really like that and so i think it's important to remember that when uh sorry I think it's important to remember that we don't need to think about revenge on our enemies, on the people persecuting us. Um, they will, they will get that. They will. God is writing it down. He is taking notes on the people that persecuted his people. The people that loved him, the people that he saved, the people that he chose to be his adopted children, he is going to look after them. And yes, he causes his, his children to suffer. He does. Do you know why? Something I learned today. Suffering is a blessing because through that suffering you will be able to be an example to someone else when they see how you went through and you will be able to comfort and care for those who suffer after you. And that will grow your relationship between believers and strengthen your relationship with Christ. So suffering, I'm, I'm done avoiding it. I'm, I'm done trying to avoid it. I'm going to do the right thing no matter what now. Even if it makes people look at me weird. Even if it paints a bullseye on my back. It doesn't matter. It's go time. You only have one life. Are you going to waste it being a coward? You know what's amazing? At the end of Revelation, cowardly is listed among the types of people that will be thrown into the lake of fire. I'm done. I'm done being a coward. Anyway, guys, Psalm 13. I, I just read it. And it says, obviously, David was maybe having some doubts um, about the Lord providing for him or protecting him or vindicating him or, you know, dealing with his enemies. And so let's just read it together. It says a psalm of for the choir director, a psalm of David, Psalm thirteen. How long, O Yahweh, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Having sorrow in my heart all the day, how long will my enemy be exalted over me? Look and answer me. O Yahweh my God, give light to my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemy says I have overcome him, and my adversaries rejoice that I am shaken. But I have trusted in your loving kindness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to Yahweh, because he has dealt bountifully with me. So, 
In verse 2, it says, how long will my enemy be exalted over me? And then there is a paragraph change, and it says, look and answer me, O Yahweh, my God. Give light to my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. And so, David is waiting patiently for the Lord. Maybe even a little impatiently. We could say, I don't know, but he asks God, will you forget me forever? And the final conclusion is, is no. David comes to the realization that no, he says, but I have trusted in your loving kindness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. And yes, so look Look to God's loving kindness. Look look to his salvation. Don't look at your current circumstances and think, How long, O oh Lord? How long until you give me justice, so to speak? Don't you you don't need to do that. Turn your eyes to Christ. God has saved if you are a believer, God has saved you. God loves you. God has brought you to himself. He has regenerated you. He cares about you. And he is going to bring you to the new heavens and new earths. Bring it down. And we will rule and reign with him forever. And we will see his face and worship him in spirit and in truth and with all perfection finally. Right? And so you, you don't need to doubt. You don't need to doubt him. He will provide for you. He will do the right thing for you. And right now, maybe losing your job Maybe losing your job is the right thing for you. I don't know. Maybe Jesus is returning soon. Maybe we're going to be pre-tribulation raptured out of here soon. I don't know. But God has a plan. And it's better than your plan. And so, if you have believed in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, this message is for you. If you have not believe that you must understand that you are a sinner born dead in your sins and trespasses you have sinned against an angry and holy and righteous God who hates your sin thinks your sin is an abomination to him and yet he sent his son to die for all those who would believe on him and that son, Jesus, lived the perfect life that you can't live. And then he went to the cross and died the death that you no longer need to die. That punishment from God was poured out on him. Right? That punishment was poured out on him for you in your place. It's called penal substitutionary atonement Jesus stood in our place as our substitute right and so through belief on that through belief in his death and his burial and his resurrection back unto life if you believe on that you will be saved turn from your sin and turn to Christ now and I will cover this one thing. Bill says it is okay to pray for justice. Of course it's okay to pray for justice. I see what you're quoting. Revelation 6.10 How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth? I guess what I'm saying is, is don't dwell on when are you going to come save me? When are you going to come save me? Look 
look to the salvation that he has provided for you and and trust that he is going to provide for you and that he has a plan for you, right? And so, oh, my mouse died. And so with that, guys, thank you for tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you for liking and sharing and following me on all the platforms because I could be gone from the main ones at any point because I already have some some strikes against me. Pray for my work situation. Um, support me if you want in any way. And remember, if you still haven't bought Resistance Coffee, my discount code of my last name to get 10% off your first order is still there and up and functioning. So... You can support me in many different ways. And uh, I thank you guys for your help.